0: Alright guys, here we go, Nordy's Podcast. Huge episode. We have so many hot wrecks. Some great news for you guys. Summer of Star Wars. We're jumping into a new hope. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am doing great because I'm excited to podcast with my buddies. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a great episode for you guys. Uh, but before we dive into that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nord East podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you get your favorite podcasts from. Get the Nord East podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week.
1: And shout outs to Eric for resurrecting the Twitter account. Is it back? A little bit.
2: Yeah, slightly. It's getting a little action.
1: He's, he's warming it up. Okay. Right? You can't just, you can't go 90 miles an hour. Yeah. You got to right. take a couple laps around the neighborhood, yeah. make sure the engine's still working. Uh-huh. A couple test laps. So I think he's good.
0: Okay. So go follow that. Please do. All right, guys. We are drinking a funky beer from uh, one of the rising stars of Twin Cities Beer, and that is Falling Knife. We are drinking their Sun Storm, a tropical fruit sour with mango, tangerine, and key lime. I like this beer a lot. It's really good. Yeah, it's good. Tart tart super tart really delicious i'm kind of into these
2: like lighter summer sours me too i'm done with uh i'm officially swearing off like milkshake style beers uh anything that's like a smoothie if it weighs 14 pounds in my hand i don't want to drink it anymore so these light fruited beers is where it's at
1: yeah and it's really more to style anyway yeah i'm not a big to style you know (laughs) snob in that regard, but. Unless it's a pilsner. Listen, okay, hold on. I'm going to explain how pilsners are made. It's really <laughs> difficult. No. <clears throat> I think these are. Especially refreshing in summertime when it's 90 degrees outside and you get a nice, like juicy, it it almost tastes like a tropical drink in some regards. So that's why it's the best.
0: I'm into it. Good job, Falling Knife. Yeah, good stuff. All right, guys, here we go. We are going to dive right into Do We Care? And we are going to start with something we'll talk about a little later. Um, But we found out this week at the end of the finale that Loki season two is a go. Do we even need to say it? I think we all deeply care. Care mm-hmm. so much. Loved it. We'll talk more about the show later. The one bit, bit of news with this is that there's going to be a new director.
1: Or maybe set of directors. I don't yeah. know if they'd have one
0: person do the whole. I think that uh, they're in such good hands, it will be some big time or up up-and-coming mm-hmm. future star. So Yeah, it'll so, be
2: great. Um, I'm excited. I'm not ready to say goodbye to some of these characters that probably wouldn't make it to movies. Um like Mobius or Ravenwood or even like Hunter B-18 or whatever, got so good towards the end. Like yeah. she had nothing to do right away. Yeah. And then she got awesome. So I want to see all that and more. Season two probably be a couple years, though. And uh, old Loki. I know, but R.I.P. He yeah. won't be in it.
1: So, um, yeah, Kate Heron. ...was the one who directed this entire season, and she's not going to be returning. So. Okay.
0: Interesting. She did such a good job.
2: Yeah,
1: she did a really good job.
0: Okay, keeping it in the MCU, uh, Black Widow actor Olivier Richters, Richters okay. confirms his cameo uh, in the movie. If you guys saw the movie so far at the very beginning, not spoilery, um, Red whatever, what was Red name? Guardian. Red Guardian Jim is in, Hopper. in jail... And he gets an arm wrestling match with this giant guy and he snaps the guy's arm in half and then kind of teases him. And the guy was confirmed to be playing a character named um, Ursa Major, who is like a mutant. And so this guy, this actor is claiming he is the first mutant on screen in the MCU.
2: It's, I mean, it's a bold claim, but I guess it's probably true. I mean, they didn't make a deal out of it, but it definitely was him because he says like, oh, whatever, step up Urso, Ursa. Ursa. And then at the end, when he beats him, he's like, yeah, walk away, little bear. Because his powers are, like, to turn into a bear. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I think he was, dude.
0: I mean, sure. Cool. sweet.
2: I I like all the... There was a lot of cool little details about the movie, so I I do care about that.
0: That's a cool
1: Easter
2: egg. Yeah. I need more mutant stuff, though. Mm -hmm. I want real fucking mutants. Let's go. I'm so excited for that. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. So, uh kind of sort of keeping it with the mcu but switching over to a different franchise um the person the director matt shakman who directed wandavision has been announced as the director of the next star trek film really that's cool i like him.
2: Um, is it going to be like i wonder if it's going to be with is
0: this the tarantino Chris
2: Pine and shit no just no, i would assume that he would direct that one if that is in the jj
0: abrams universe okay. so it's going to be those same characters i like these movies I like the movies, and I like this director. Obviously, I think it's going to be awesome. Sweet. I'm excited for it. I didn't like I the didn't third one that. as
1: much, but the yeah, first yeah, two I loved. might be a bit of a step down. But my
0: but problem with the movies is that if you asked me right now to tell you what happened in them, I don't think I could tell you anything that happened in them. Right. But that doesn't mean I didn't like them. Like, I saw them in theaters, and I enjoyed them, but, like, I don't think I could tell you the plot of any of them. The
1: USS Enterprise got fucked up in a couple of them. I can tell you mm-hmm. that much.
2: Yeah. That usually yeah. happens. I just remember the third one. They marketed it like it was like a Fast and the Furious movie. Like the ads were so bad.
1: They were very like, strange. Yeah.
2: All they kept showing was the sequence where they were on like dirt bikes on an alien planet, which was the dumbest sequence. And it was very short. And they just fucking thought this is going to get butts and seats. Let's go. I care. I care. I care.
0: That's going to be cool. I like that. I like those movies. All right. Um, next up, Suicide Squad's initial reactions are out and they're super positive. We called it. We fucking called it as a podcast.
2: I mean, we said, all right, we got James Gunn involved. There's no reason to think that he won't make a great movie, even though it's DC and it's Suicide Squad that already didn't work. And it's stacked against, you know, the deck is stacked against us here, right? He, he changes out some pieces of the cast, keeps the good parts, makes a takes it to from PG-13 to R um, and goes crazy with it. And I guess it's like, people love it. It's like, this is going to be a movie like we rarely see, which is like wild and wacky, big budget, R-rated, gross out, violent, Movie, I can't wait. We like the boys.
1: When you think about the cast for the original Suicide Squad, it was extremely like safe, Mm -hmm. right? They they didn't go that far out there. They had like Killer Croc, I think, right? Was like, but then Killer Croc was probably the weirdest
2: one or whatever, right?
1: But now, like, if you're gonna do that, and James Gunn has no problem like leaning into this stuff, yeah, like do it, do it the right way, and I think that's some of the reviews that I've been seeing too, Mm -hmm. is that. Yeah, it's a talking shark, but it totally works because it's James Gunn and it's insane.
0: I hope that this leads to a street sharks uh, movie or show.
2: <laughs> were they in rollerblades? Yeah, then they need to still be on they rollerblades. Were sick.
1: Didn't they have their own like gushers?
2: too yeah, they had like sure. street sharks like gummies so oh, hell yeah those, it was all about the
0: opaque ones those ones had
2: better flavor they were the best
0: the other bit of news here is that um james gunn has come out and said that margot robbie is the best actor he's ever worked with. that's cool
2: she's great um one quick detail about the movie that i love is like james gunn literally like looked up characters in the dc universe that were like voted the lamest and like was like all right i'm gonna make him sweet so that polka dot man guy i don't know anything about him but he was like on like like this list of the lamest dc characters ever he's like i'm gonna put him in my movie and it made him fucking great.
1: probably also because it's cheap <laughs> well like that, you know what i mean like if you're gonna
2: i think dc if it's a dc movie they probably could use anybody they just oh, gotta. okay sure but um yeah I mean, he's a bold motherfucker, and I think he made something awesome. So I can't wait. I'm so excited. And it's just going to be on HBO Max for us to watch for free. So we're all going to watch it. Totally care. 100% care. 100%.
0: Okay. uh, We found out that Antonio Banderas is joining Indiana Jones 5. Does this do anything for you? Of course he is. Um, Not really. Don't care. I don't care. Don't care. I don't know if I even care about Indiana Jones 5. I'm I'm going to watch Indiana Jones 5, knowing it's going to be kind of trash, and that's okay. It's a curiosity thing. We have to I mean, do we watching a rewatch
1: 75 year old Harrison Ford, like hobble around the set is
2: just going to be brutal. Yeah. And he got all like hurt on some, like of probably. course he's 75. Of yeah. course he got hurt. He probably <laughs> yeah. got hurt like walking
1: on the set. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't from a stunt, I bet. So anyways,
0: yeah, I don't care. Okay, you might care about this. One of your favorite actors of all time, Nicolas Cage, made a movie called Pig, and it's getting great reviews. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So
2: he makes all these wild movies, and I try to watch them sometimes. Like, he had the one where he's, like, fighting off animatronic creatures, and I couldn't even get through it. It Was that the pirate ship one? Um, No, then there was a cargo ship one where there was, like, a jaguar got loose. Couldn't get through that one, but I always, like, try like I'm just I'm just fascinated by it. So I thought, you know, here comes another one. You know, Pig. It's called Pig. This is gonna suck, right? I guess he like might win an Oscar for it. Like people are are loving it. It's like really stripped down and gritty and like realistic and violent. I think he's like he's in like Oregon in the woods and he he's like a truffle farmer and somebody like steals his prized pig that he uses for truffles
1: hunt truffles. Yeah,
2: and he goes after him John Wick style apparently. Fucking psyched, It sounds dude. so bad. And they're like, no, but it's, uh, but hey, I mean, okay, it might be, but that would be your opinion because a lot of other folks <laughs> think it's really good. It's yeah, just like your opinion, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm, you've been for dying. You've been
1: dying for a good Nick Cage movie. I've for been trying and 10 dying years. for this yeah. shit.
2: So let's go, man. I'm like
1: Literally, for once a month, you come in,
2: like, guys, I tried another one. I tried one. another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't finish I, it. Oh, I try them all. Okay. So I'm excited for Pig. I will watch it first. You guys don't have to watch it. Don't I worry, officially I will watch don't,
1: it. I officially don't
0: care until the JC review comes out. Okay,
2: we'll tune in for that. That'll be coming in, I don't know, in a couple months. It's actually just in theaters only, so we'll see. Be right. a while.
0: Did you guys hear this This story? All right. James Gandolfini, famous for The Godfather? No, for <coughs> The Sopranos. Uh, Sopranos. Same thing. Uh, I was the same thing. Uh, so James Gandolfini, famous from for being in The Sopranos, was offered th- $4 million to take over for Michael Scott on The Office, and HBO paid him $3 million to turn it down.
2: Just not to do it. Not that they needed him for filming, or it was going to be a conflict. They just didn't want him to be involved in something else, and sort of, probably late in the game in Sopranos, like, the image of, of Tony Soprano was so James Gandolfini, they didn't want him in anything else. It's hilarious. So made $3 bucks just by, like, saying no. And just chilling out.
0: I would be like trying to get so many more comedic roles yeah, right. offered to me. I've been like, HBO, what about this one? Yeah, I'm gonna right. be an anchor man. They did, faxed me the contract.
2: I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you right now. $4 did they say dollars,
1: What his role was gonna be in the office? Was he was to he gonna be, be Michael Scott? The yeah.
2: new because my new boss of the oh, office. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, when Michael Scott Le- left, yeah, yeah, they, they brought, brought in Will Ferrell for a minute, and that was bad. Idris Elba did it for a second. But then they found, who's Robert California? James Spader. God, was that good. He was great. That really was fantastic. I mean, I'm glad that it didn't work out because James Spader was so funny in that. Like He was? <laughs> yes. Oh, he was great. Yeah. I mean, he was like so dry and so weird and intense all the time. It worked he was so great. Yeah. Um. But anyways, that is a good story.
0: Okay. Uh we found out that MTV Cribs is coming back. Hell yeah, dude. Do you like Cribs and uh what is your favorite Cribs episode? The Jackass one probably. Where they like get a
2: tour of like the shittiest, nastiest apartment ever that they're living in. <laughs> My favorite one was for sure Redman. Red Man. I was Why? gonna say that one too. What was so special about
0: that one? Because he had like the shittiest house ever, but he had all this money and he was like, I could live in a mansion, but how am I supposed to write rap music about being poor if I live in a mansion? And he just lives in a house like the door didn't even shut. Well, the, no, it
1: what? started It started off with like, he's like, yeah, look, my doorbell's broken, but all you got to do is put the two wires together and it'll <laughs> ring or whatever. And he's like out there like
0: smashing the wires together. He, he's like, he, I don't even remember that. He brought That's them awesome. into his recording studio. It was the shower with a mattress put up next to it. Yeah, oh my like, God. he was just like, and he had just boxes of money everywhere. Like it was super funny. All I, the other
1: ones of like, like, athletes and big-time singers, it was kind of
2: like a dime a dozen, right? It
1: it just, like, every... Of course, it's, like, pristine, you know, perfectly...
2: They go in the the fridge, they go in the bedroom, this is where the magic happens. Yeah, Yeah, I was just gonna say, that's that's the
0: worst thing. It would always be, like, Nick Lachey's brother, and then he'd be like, this is my bedroom, and then he'd be like, I have this huge bed, I don't even need all of it, but this is where the magic happens, and I'd be like, gross. Fuck this guy, like, hate him. Latchy. (laughs) Fucking Latchy. So, I'm just saying, I like this we've is- already
2: spent too long on mtv cribs we
0: have but I- i'm ex-
2: I'm actually gonna watch it mtv I'm cribs it.
0: Th- to me they're this doing was- like
2: rick ross who has a ton of money you guys wouldn't believe how fucking rich that dude is to
0: me this was like oh yeah that's cool i'm glad to see that on social media but when push comes to shove i'm not gonna watch it i don't care yeah you will i'll tell i'll send you the good episodes okay okay uh next up guys um the last of us on uh hbo max Is uh, $1 million per episode, roughly. So we know this is going to be a pretty big budget show. Um, We've talked about it the last few weeks, uh, but it sounds like it's definitely something that they're going in for uh, a really big season. And we're getting 10 episodes, which we talked about last week. A fucking over $10 million show. um, For season one. For season one.
2: This is going to be wild, man. I can't wait. Like, I knew it would be sort of expensive to do it right. It's because, gonna require like, a lot of CG. A lot of CG, a lot of makeup, a lot of crazy shit. Cause like do you I mean, have you seen the creatures? You know, they're like zombies, but they're infected with like a fungus. Yeah, the clickers. So they have like mushrooms in their fucking heads, and I mean the clickers are like their whole head is like open, super scary, great, great designs. I can't wait to see it. Like in full on HBO, like last season of Game of Thrones quality. Let's go. I care a lot. I care a lot. I'm psyched on the show. One of my most anticipated. I think it will be cool. It's Kenobi 1, Last of Us 2,
0: I think, for anticipation. Um, Can't wait. All right, uh, keeping it video games since that's what we do here. Oh, we do? Uh, Netflix is planning to add video games next year. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm not sure if you're gonna like. I, I don't know. Okay. I guess I just. I have no <laughs> idea. It's, uh, we it's haven't heard a lot. We know Netflix is planning to add video games next year. We know that. We know that um, one of the major executives from EA is like spearheading the project oh, God. um he's so like it's the most evil suck. fucking yeah. company too i just i don't know i i think that there's this whole idea with netflix and with apple and with google and everyone wants it so like you're gonna buy a controller and you're gonna be able to like play video games on your tv and you're gonna be able to just buy games for cheap or rent games or play by the pay pay to play or something yeah. and you're not going to need a system but Ugh. i just can't imagine that we're close to that being well successful. they want to
1: they want to eliminate like the the playstation marketplace or the xbox you know marketplace or mm-hmm. whatever where you can download free games like you with your subscription every month you get these six new games that you can play kind of okay. thing so i'm guessing they're trying to cut it into that market in some regard i don't know how it's going to work out price wise but
2: yeah well i mean stay tuned i guess i think on technically the new apple tvs can't you like play some games on there with yeah the remote something like um, that um i've never tried I do i really, really want to play sell. those i'm sure they're just terrible i think they're i feel terrible. like at least unless i don't know this could work i'm very skeptical i feel like the good studios are not trying to make shit for netflix they're and, trying and to the make a big said, fucking release to sell for 70 dollars.
1: like you said the minute you said ea was involved i was like okay this yeah. is gonna be it's gonna be a microtransaction disaster
2: yes guaranteed um so, yeah, I guess I don't care. I guess I need to know more about it, though. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I, I currently don't care. Um, all right, next up, guys, Robert Downey Jr. is going to play multiple different roles in the new HBO series The Sympathizer, which is based on the Viet Thanh Wins spy novel. I don't know much about it. Okay. But he's going to play, like, a Hollywood executive and, like, some kind of spy and some other role. I don't know. He's playing like three different roles in this. He needs a win. No, he doesn't need a win. He yes, just needs he to make a Sherlock movie. No, if he wants
2: to be a working actor, well, that would be a win. A win. And he needs that. He so just needs he to be like just said, Tony
0: Stark and Sherlock for the rest of his I said career. he needs
2: a win. You said he needs to make a Sherlock movie. That's the same thing. You know
0: it. <laughs> I don't need him to be in anything like cool or artistic i just want him to be in fucking sherlock movies forever <laughs> please make more sherlock movies i don't know you don't st- care about this currently
1: but you said him as like a hollywood executive i,
2: I feel like that would be perfect for
1: him yeah not, yeah not dr Doolittle.
0: i don't know it's on hbo it's it's robert downey jr whenever there's like big actors that are on hbo i'm always pretty excited i always think like you know they're not coming into this to make some shitty show like they're coming into this with something that they really believe in and so yeah, they're not writing robert Downey Jr his demanded wages right to make some
1: c-minus no. type show it, all right it, well, it's probably it will be a big deal be
0: good so i am excited about it i like robert tony jr i do too i want him to succeed he needs a win yeah just to so sure movies all we need all right uh next up guys hbo max throne spinoff news okay um we found out that there are a couple different animated series in the works including one that's going to be the Golden Empire of Yi Ti, which is going to be loosely based on Imperial China. Okay. okay. Is animated. that an
2: Essos, I suppose?
0: Uh, I don't know. Okay. And then um, the Flea Bottom live action show canceled already. Good. Yeah. Which was going to Ooh, be so cares. stupid. I was like, dude, all I want to see is like m- like battling for the thrones. Like kings and, and queens and, dragons and the, the rich fox. Why would you want like that? that? I don't want to see We don't of- care about the peasants. I didn't even care about Genji, And neither did they. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't Gendry care. Gendry had king's blood, I my friend. I just it, didn't he's... care about Gendry like, yeah. at, at any point. Well,
2: until... The only time I liked when they visited Flea Bottom was... was- in Littlefinger's whorehouses, then you got some good scenes. But <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, like, I, don't need to I was going to say there. I some didn't care about top
1: uh, back I didn't care about Gendry either until Melisandre got a hold of him, and then yeah. I was like,
0: "All right, that's just, I'm,
1: I'm okay with this."
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're good. You're we'll right.
0: You're right. You guys are both right. Um, I care, but I just think that they have too many cooks in the kitchen right now with with Thrones at, at HBO Max. Just they know that it has to succeed, and that they're trying to make it into like their own MCU, but. I think that the th- reason that Marvel is so successful is because it has one person kind of guiding everything. And I think HBO really needs to find that person for throne.
1: Well, George is probably free. He's not writing. So
2: <laughs> sorry. They're sorry, doing, sorry um, I don't, I just wanted to twist that. Nice they're doing the spaghetti method of throw everything against the wall. Yeah. Um, and see what doesn't get canceled before it even starts.
0: Yeah. Um, and then finally guys, Emmy nominations out uh, the top um, networks. Uh, fifth place, Apple TV with 45 nominations. I don't know if I watched anything on Apple. The Morning Dude. Show
1: is pretty well-reviewed, and I think Ted Lasso had some, too.
0: Everybody is telling me on the gram to watch Ted
2: Lasso. I've watched half of the first season and, and dropped it. I can't believe you guys haven't even tried it, because it is Premier League yeah. shit, but <laughs> I can tell that's not going to happen.
0: NBC with 46. Uh, what? What's that's, that? This Is Us, mostly a lot of that uh, shit. Disney Plus with 71. And SNL, always. I think 20, always. 23 for WandaVision alone.
2: Yeah. 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 And Mandalorian got a bunch, too. Yeah.
0: And then uh, Netflix with 129 and HBO with 130. HBO still on top.
1: It's crazy that um, Prime isn't listed because I know the boys, a lot of the boys, actors and actresses did get They probably have
2: somewhere below the threshold of this chart, you know. Yeah. yeah. So Hulu, nothing on there. Um, So that's kind of surprising too but yeah dude so the boys was nominated for best drama yeah which is really interesting and so was uh lovecraft country on hbo which neither of those are going to win. It's just going to go to, um, the crown again, the guarantee it, but kind of interesting. Like they're branching out a little bit with what they're nominating. Some more popular stuff. I love it.
0: Well, it's good. It's good quality stuff. Yeah. Except for Lovecraft started strong. Started great. All right, guys, here we go. It's time to move on to hot wrecks and Sweet. boy, oh boy, we have a lot of things to recommend to you guys this week. We have to start with the Loki finale. I feel like everyone was watching this. This is the for sure title belt holder. Um, the sixth and final installment of what we now know to be season one um, was fantastic. Do, do we just want to talk about it? Like, If you didn't watch Loki, like, go ahead two minutes. Maybe? I don't know. We How just ba-
1: don't have that much time. But How about I go first really quickly, yeah. and then I'll let you guys jump in. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a bit of a miss. Really? I did not enjoy the 30 minutes of exposition from one character who I felt was like trying to play a combination of Heath Ledger's Joker and Jesse Eisenberg's. Lex Mm. Luthor I don't it's not against the actor Um, he was trying to go for something like quirky and and, and maybe we'll find out more but I thought the finale was a bit of a like boring flop Mm. I didn't feel like they really wrapped anything up no I feel like they were like well we're gonna do season two so we can leave a bunch of shit out there we, I said it before, there was a lot of loose ends that they needed to tie up, and I don't think they tied up any of them, really, maybe one. I mean, I just you know, didn't- we
2: found out who was at the end of time and who was in the castle yep. and sort of how a little bit more detail of like how the timekeepers were created and how the TVA was created. I mean, we found answers to stuff, but then things transpired that weren't resolved. So they think, actually added new stuff that popped up at the very end. I
0: think that this show was less about tying up loose ends and opening more doors. Yeah. And that's fine. I think and they were fine. opening up their story here for what is going to happen now. And it's that, kind of like the beginning. These last three shows have really done that. I, didn't, I don't
1: want to make it a huge debate. With you guys, because, you know, we're all entitled to our opinions. I just thought it kind of whiffed, in my opinion. Like, I was expecting so much more, and instead I got three people sitting in a room for talking for 25 minutes of the 45 minutes of the episode, and, you know, we lament shows that try and drive the story through exposition only and don't show us anything, Mm -hmm. and we got a lot of that at the end, and I I just... it didn't work for me. Um, I I wanted the show to be perfect. Like I, I was so excited about this, and then felt let down. Maybe okay. it's because my expectations were, were too
2: high. Um, but it wasn't the best episode, but I mean, I thought five was better. One was better.
0: I um, thought Loki was a B plus overall. Yeah, yeah. I really liked it, but I don't. It was it was far from perfect. Yeah. It just felt important, and I think that's why I enjoyed it more than anything. And I I really thought um Tom Hiddleston was was great.
1: And don't get me wrong. I'm solely talking about the last
0: yeah. episode, no. not not the body of work. Yeah. I liked the last episode, but it was underwhelming, I think, at the same time. I think I enjoyed it, and I was underwhelmed. I think that's a fair assessment. That's fair. Um. All right, next up, Dave is back. Dave is back.
1: Damn it. I and still I'm still mad
2: Dave is that back. we did get so many bad episodes this season, but it is fully back. And you know what it is? And they just need to lean into this. It's Entourage. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. It's, oh. like a, it's like a much weirder, more re- like... Gritty, I guess. uh, Tackles, you know, bigger issues, mental health and stuff like that. Um, But it's fucking Entourage, and there's no nothing wrong with that. That's great.
0: It's Entourage with deeper stuff happening. And like in the two episodes ago, the basketball game with Els and what a scene. Was just great television. The frantic, being lost and phone dead part with Gaeta, two episodes was. Dude, Geta's
2: finish on top of the car oh. was the feel
0: good fucking moment of the year it for was. me. It was. And then. I this, love the character. This whole last episode, Doja la, la, Cat. La, 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 all right, all right. I know, I know. No, I feel like we're giving. We're, we're, we're not giving up too much. Even. No, just, I don't think so. Doja Cat was awesome. I liked all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked, you know. I think when we see into the lives of them as celebrities for how imperfect their lives are and how stressful their lives are and how not glamorous parts of their lives are, I think people enjoy that kind of window into celebrity in shows. And that's why people liked Entourage. And I think that's one of the reasons that we like Dave. So yep, I think it is back, totally back. If you jumped off after a couple rough episodes early, just know that it brings you right back to the reasons you love Dave. Yep.
2: Yeah. I totally agree, man.
0: All right. um, White Lotus on HBO Max. Barter, you loved it. I watched the first episode. I think we all did. Um, What do you think? Is this a hot wreck?
1: I feel like it is. I feel like the show has enough uh, secret, like a secrecy vibe. Like you don't really know what's going on. We were introduced to a lot of characters, some very likable, some extremely hateable. Mm-hmm. Um, the the guy who's like playing a version of like Taika Waititi, that's like the head of the hotel. He's great. Fantastic. I've
2: never seen him in anything. He's not, must be an Australian actor or something. He's or New so Zealand phenom- maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I liked him. Um, there's just strange things going on at this hotel. And they give you like a little glimpse into some of it. And I feel like this story is going to expand so broadly. So this is
2: just to flesh it out a little bit. This is like a mini series. They've said that from the jump. It's not going to be. This is a self-contained little mini story. I don't know, four or five episodes or something. Um, And it's like, like a murder mystery essentially at a Hawaiian resort
1: like a super ritzy expensive like can only get there by private boat Hawaiian resort. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a, it's a nice one. Um so I yeah, I, I enjoyed what I saw. I thought it was funny. I was interested in the characters. Steve Zahn is back, which is great. He's a Minnesota guy, isn't he? Yes. Is. I like that. So I'm uh, I'm into it. And then anything with what's that? What's the woman's name? Alexandra Daddario? Didario. She's f- fantastic. I just... And
1: Sydney Sweeney who was in Euphoria, right? Yeah. And she's
2: so good in this too. Yeah, very good. So I'm excited about it. I don't know, Eric. You were kind of
1: well. It could nah. it could go off the cliff really quickly. Sure, like it,
2: but it needs like it was a good setup. It's yeah. a good first episode. I need to, and it could just be bad or good. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's still up in the air. I didn't
0: dislike it. I just I didn't find myself like really excited. Okay. Um. All right. I watched uh, Lupin Part Two and. The whole thing? finished it all five episodes the whole two parts is 10 episodes um definitely a coming out party for omar sai who's awesome um the show is not overly serious um but it has some of the same things that like the reasons that we like sherlock you know where all of these things happen all episode and at the end they slow-mo and show you how he pulled this all off and how misdirection yeah and i think they are great about how they do that um they added some more characters this season um It's an easy watch. It's a fun, um, you know, roller coaster ride that won't take you very long. And I think there's some really good acting in it as well. Um, I would definitely recommend this. Remember everyone, this is a French show, um, filmed in really cool places in Paris and you could watch it in English. I watched it in French and I think that was the right move.
2: Subs, not dubs. That's where I'm at. I'm team subs. Um, I don't know if I'm going to ever watch this show. I tried. We'll see.
0: It was great. It was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I think you'd like it too. <laughs>
1: I got to catch up on Dave. I might get to Lupin at some point.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Did you watch season one at all? No. All right. Catching Gill. Who watched this?
1: That was me. What is it? <clears throat> so this is Ronan Farrow. And this was, it's called like the podcast tapes or something like that. This is about uh, Harvey Weinstein's downfall. Oh. And how they were able to figure out what he was doing and pin things on him so that all this shit could stop
2: so is it a documentary
1: mm-hmm. okay okay it's a, it's a little bit of a, a yeah like a documentary that's also like how Ronan Farrow was able to break the story using multiple journalists across the country
2: interesting so you so so it's, something I know nothing about
1: it's him like interviewing people that had tried to write these stories in the past and were like shut down with like lawsuits and threatened and things like that. Interesting. So it's pretty cool. Um, for all the true crimers out there in a way, this would probably fill that type of void. Um, where is it on? What is it? This is on HBO max. Okay. And it's really interesting. The episodes are like 40 minutes, not too long. Um, but it, it, like you jump right into it. Like this isn't like a a setup and let's talk about the backstories and things like that. Um, it kind of follows like one main actress initially, um, I've only watched the first two episodes, but it's really good. And Which really, actress do you remember? She's, she's like an unknown okay. uh, person. She was like a model and then was trying to get into acting. And then she literally like wore a wire into a bar with Harvey Weinstein. And Ugh. it's like listening to him be like, no, just come on. I'm just going to take a quick shower. Just wait. It's just fucking creepy. And Gross. Weird. But the way they do it, it's HBO documentaries, I think, are the best. Um, they do a really good job. So it's, it's pretty interesting so far.
0: Okay. All right, uh, Jim, you watched Wellington Paranormal.
2: Dude, this is our guy Taika. This is actually something he did like a couple years ago. And it's like small budget New Zealand actors. They're like New Zealand police that get put on like a special, you know, team of two to like do the paranormal stuff. Um, kind of presented documentary style. I think it's so funny. It's so dry. I mean, it's it's type of humor, I think. I think, you know, he made the show, wrote it. Um, I think it's fantastic. I don't know. I think it could be a hit or miss for people. There's only been two episodes that are out in the U.S. so far, and I loved them both. So I'll be watching it. Um, I think it's a hot wreck. I think it's super funny. Um, but, you know, you're not going to see any big famous actors on it for sure.
1: It's a soft wreck for me. I watched the first episode. Okay. And I thought it was okay. I think it, it almost borderlined on a little too dry for mm-hmm. me. And I have a very dry sense of humor. And I thought it was just maybe a little too far over that line. But I'm gonna give it an, a, a second chance. Like I want to, I want to keep watching and see if it kind of finds its footing. Yeah. As it goes.
2: So I mean, like one of the big jokes is in it is that like these wild things are happening. It's like this girl is possessed and she's puking. You know, all this crazy stuff. And they're just like unshakable. You know, they're just like, yeah. oh, it seems like she maybe had a bad piece of fish yeah you know, just like they're so dry and chill about everything and they're just clueless. where's your mom and dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly uh i think it's great man I'm, I'm gonna keep watching it i think it's it's right up there with uh what we do in the shadows which is a, you know another one of his awesome shows
0: all right guys i'm going with uh something we talked about last week jimmy channels wrecked this hard and i watched uh, all of it um And it is free time. Eric watched a lot of shit. It is such kind of all. It is such a wreck, guys. It's I think you should leave. Yeah, this is on um, with Tim Robinson, with Tim Robinson. It's on Netflix. It is not all great. I mean, it is sketch comedy. It's like watching Chappelle. Like every sketch is not great. But the great ones are some of the funniest things that I have ever seen in my entire life and it is i i think between jimmy channels and then seth rogan tweeted out that it was the funniest laugh out loud show on tv right now i was like all right i just need to watch it and i could not wreck it harder now it was so good and so funny and the easiest watch the episodes are like 20 minutes yeah sometimes less yep and there'll be like six sketches
2: in that 20 minutes and two of them are brilliant
0: yeah, like two of them, you're kind of like, huh, that's okay. And then two of them are so funny. The hat sketch is the funniest thing I've ever seen, I think, in my whole life. <laughs> I, I was like it's crying really i was laughing so hard it was that good so everyone go check it out it's if you like comedy if you don't think it's funny i guess we wouldn't think the same things are funny but i think if you don't think it's funny i i guess i don't i don't really trust you <laughs> <laughs> like i just don't it's so. definitely
2: weird i mean it's out there uh but tim robinson just commits so fucking hard to these bits and these characters and there's sometimes it's just all for the cringe like he's just cringy
0: coffin flop has taken over twitter Every sports writer is now Coffin Flop refer- referencing everything. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it just is a great show. So please go check it these out. these
2: people falling out of coffins? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I just film it, okay? <laughs> uh, it's really, really funny Should Okay, just quick question. Did you watch season two and then one? Yes. Okay, in that order. And which one did you think was a better season?
0: Um, I think I thought two was better, but um, that was just because one was a little more inconsistent yeah um yeah. and two like kind of had some storylines that he kept coming back to um but i thought both i mean it's just all great
2: yeah yeah love it love it i'm so glad you like it uh i think you should leave hot wreck officially
0: now hot wreck is okay. there
1: anything that gives you more of a warm fuzzy feeling on the inside jim than mm-hmm. when you hot wreck something and someone comes back to you and was like that's the funniest shit or that's the best shit i've ever watched no, that's
2: my dragon and i yeah, chase it yeah. nonstop. Okay. <laughs> and then i send i i wreck a movie called barb and star and then Ryan texts me, couldn't get through it. Sonny and I both hated it, shut it off. I go, and that's the opposite feeling. Yeah. But I, you got to be honest with me. I do appreciate the honesty. All right, Space Jam 2. <sighs> not as bad as everybody's saying. That's it. That's People all I got to say about it. it's just horrible. It's not. Okay. It's like semi-entertaining. It's like a 65.
1: And you said something interesting to me over the weekend. Okay. These movies aren't necessarily made for us.
2: Yeah. I think that's something we should point out. Especially as we're watching like the prequel movies and we're ripping Jar Jar and shit. Guess what? My kids fucking love Jar Jar and now they're more into Star Wars because of him. And both, Mac, of, both my, of your sons, gave my five year old now six, I guess, six year old son, well, towards the end of the movie said, Dad, this is the favorite, my favorite movie I've ever watched. He loves it. And he's like, I love LeBron James now. He's my favorite basketball player. When can we watch him play? It? He's into it. And guess what? It's not, it doesn't have to be for us. Not everything has to be perfect. Sometimes these execs sit in a room and they go, What are the kids going to like? You know? And through this, like, how do we sell toys they bring in you know they it's really like a big flex like it's you know, the whole thing takes place in Warner Brothers server room. Okay, like that's the world that they're in, and so there's Harry Potter world, and there's Game of Thrones land, and there's you know, they're really just trying to like flex on all their properties. You said like
1: the Flintstones. The yeah.
2: Flintstones are in it. Yeah. I mean, like you know, there's DC villains in it because they own. It's all the same. You know, so those it's just movies. like these
1: are all the properties we own. Yeah, like, like it's just screen. a big flex
2: yeah. of like Warner Brother. We're relevant too. Don't don't worry about Disney because we have stuff too. Um and it wasn't that bad. And LeBron can't act at all. Like, he's really bad. But so was MJ. And we gave him a pass. Yeah. And they made LeBron do way more. Like, he had to have, like, emotional scenes with his son. And, dude, in in the first Space Jam, he kisses, like, a fake family goodbye. MJ does at the beginning. Do you remember that? And there's no mention of his family ever again, really um he has like almost nothing to do in the movie besides like make silly faces when like a cartoon does something goofy yeah um so anyways we don't have to spend any more time on this i think it's fine it's especially if you have kids they might really like it uh,
1: both of your kids said it's a triple must watch Tri- <laughs> so, to you wow.
2: yeah. <laughs> we were at the brewery yesterday they're t- giving them their racks i'm like oh my god they're little mini jimmy channels it's hilarious all
0: right werewolves within
2: Oh, dude, I really like this movie. Okay, so I'll try to be quick on this one too. But um, so Josh Rubin used to do shit for college humor back in the day, which I loved that fucking site. Do you remember that site?
0: Absolutely. He was so funny
2: on it and he did all this writing for it. And he's now like this budding director, okay? And um, he made this really awesome ensemble cast. It's like a whodunit in like a cabin in the woods in the winter, okay? Small town. And people start getting killed, and it's like a, it's almost like um, I compared it to Knives Out when I was watching it, because everybody's all these quirky characters, they all have these histories together, and you're sort of wondering, all right, who the fuck is the werewolf? Like, who is killing people in this cabin? Um, and so it kind of, it's, it's twisty, it's f- super funny. Uh, you can only rent it. I, I paid six bucks for it, and I'm glad I did. But maybe other people want to wait till it's streaming free. But, dude, uh, I think that Josh Rubin will be making. Big movies that we all are watching that are really funny within five years um i think he's up and coming and yeah werewolves and within it's definitely a hot wreck for me but you know i understand if people don't want to rent it
0: all right the hunt ooh. ooh.
1: this is the epitome of like a tight 90 yeah i think it's like an hour and 29 minutes beautiful it is not for eric <clears throat> but it's a twisty turny um the most dangerous game if you remember that story from like uh, english class in it's been grade told school
2: many times in many different ways but humans yeah.
1: hunting humans Um, With a little bit of like Hunger Games kind of sprinkled in Mm -hmm. that they get weapons um, and everything that you think is going to happen does not happen. Right. And it's a wild ride and it's silly and ridiculous. But kind of fun, like it's a it's a it's a fun little uh, how do you say it? Like um, I don't want to keep saying twisty turny, but like everything that you think that horror movies are going to do, it does kind of the opposite. It in was a way. very
2: surprising many many times, and, and I ju- only watched half of it. I'm gonna finish it. I can't wait actually. And it just
1: kind of keeps doing that throughout the entirety of the episode. Do you remember the
2: history the, of when this movie came out? No, and the con- you don't remember the controversy at all behind it. So it came out like uh, early pandemic, but they actually pulled it from theaters. So it was super crazy. So like Trump hate, hated this movie, like hadn't even heard, watched it, but had heard it was like making fun of conservative values or something like that. And it's actually kind of when you watch it, it's sort of the opposite. It's very much the opposite. It's sort of like, I almost, I looked up the history. I'm like, is this movie sort of like made by like some right wing, whatever? Because it's, you know, these like liberal elites that would never say that, you know, they'd never say anything wrong or, you know, politically incorrect, but then they're like killing people for sport. Yeah. Um So I thought it was the opposite and it's definitely not like it's definitely sort of made it it is Damon Lindelof actually wrote it. So and I think directed it. So um, definitely a weird movie, like super unique. And then they they were marketing it and then there was all these shootings at the time or some shit happened with like gun violence. And then they like just pulled it from theaters. So also super weird history of this movie. Also got
1: the I don't I would say like stamp of approval from horror expert uh tony balster
2: right good friend of the pod if he says it's you know something to watch for horror he said i enjoyed it it may suck the fact that i recommended <laughs> it at least I'm like, all right i'll check it the out.
1: fact that i recommended a horror movie and he said i enjoyed it is a win in my that's in huge my yeah
2: that's huge that's All right, uh, no sudden move. Uh, so this is one that Ryan talked about. So I won't have to say much about it. Uh, Steven Soderbergh directed a movie, big cool cast. John Cheadle is having a fucking Cheadle sans. He's in Space Jam. He's in this. He's going to be in Armor Wars for Disney Plus. Did you say John Cheadle? No, like you said... I said I said D- Don. D- okay, D- Don Cheadle. Anyway, um, Cheadle sans. It's a Cheadle sans and dude i really loved this movie i I mean it was a little hard to follow i agree but it was like really captivating uh great cast really really like twisty and fun and then it had like a really cool surprise ending to me so ryan good wreck my friend i enjoyed it good job it's on hbo max uh no sudden move
0: my heart is a flutter yeah right now
2: it's a good movie dude nice nice wreck
0: all right ryan your 90s movie review you watched rounders this week what'd you think rounders is fantastic This, this is a classic it holds up it holds up okay it doesn't matter
1: you can play poker in any time in any era and the fact that you had matt damon ed norton like at their kind of prime peak mm-hmm. of their popularity in the 90s uh john malkovich is fantastic um john Turturro is Can fantastic
2: you do a john malcolm john malkovich line from the movie for us um i'll say this while you're see. warming up i say every like i say twice a week i say aggressive yeah don't or what does he say like
1: won't be pushed around
2: yeah will yeah. <laughs> not splash the pot Great movie. Kids
1: got alligator blood.
2: (laughs) Nice. Uh, How cool was it when Ed Norton was throwing the cards in the gym? I remember that was fucking awesome, and I wanted to learn how to do it. So he's, like, boomeranging the cards in the air, and they're, like, coming back to him.
1: I didn't notice that.
2: Oh, yeah. That's a fucking... I was like, I want to learn how to do that. It's a sweet-ass trick.
1: Yeah, the movie movie is fantastic. High stakes, baby. This is on... HBO Max, I
2: think. Okay.
1: And it's great. Just fantastic.
2: Best gambling movie of all time, do you think? Probably. Okay.
1: Best card game. Rain Man's
2: up there too for me, if you kind of count that one. Sort of.
1: that movie's not really based around blackjack. Right. This movie's based around Texas Stone Limit Hold'em.
2: Absolutely. Sweet. That's a good wreck, man. I I think I'm probably due to watch that one again.
0: All right, guys. Here we go. All right, guys. It's time for the summer of Star Wars to continue. To continue, we watched uh, New Hope this week, the original Star Wars movie, and uh, I got some. I got a lot of takes on this one. Good. 1977 was that what it was? 1977. So I think what's crazy about this movie is <laughs> everything. I, I could feel how important it was. And I I spent so much of my time kind of being mesmerized at how good the sets and the costumes, the cameras, everything was in making it look so impressive. I spent a lot of my time thinking, man, I would have been mind fucked in the theater if I would have been there in 1977. Yeah. It would have been like something that you had never witnessed before. Um, and so I could just feel its importance. But at the same time, it's just so old and like <laughs> there's so little action <laughs> in it. That and the
2: action that is in it is like so bad. Yeah. the worst parts of the movie and
0: so it, it's just like i i enjoyed it but it was like i had to enjoy it in a different type of way And i was talking to jim about this i was saying you know if you played this maybe you said it if you played this for kids um today and they didn't know anything about star wars at all they would be like what the hell is this like this, this is, is so bad yeah yeah And so I think like knowing what you know about Star Wars and knowing the importance, not just in building the Star Wars universe, but in like movie making and filming movies and special effects and costume making and the the careers of of some of these legendary actors and actresses and characters that would go on to live in it forever and, and pop culture i mean every line is
2: iconic and you know memorized and
0: but like the movie was so much less fun than solo
2: yeah i suppose (laughs) i I can see that how it's not as much of a fun movie
0: yeah and i i guess i just didn't understand how little action there was so we'll we'll hop right in they drop this this what is it called the opening crawl which by the way
2: is that's what set up Rogue One. That's why they made Rogue One. I was
1: going to say the same thing. I thought it
2: was based off one line from the movie where it's like, these people lost a lot of lives, a lot of lives lost to get these plans or whatever, which also is in the movie. But it's like... They find they got their first win against the evil empire from their hidden base. Some spies, while this battle was going on, some spies stole the plans to the Death Star. I'm like, well, that's why they fucking made Rogue One. And I couldn't recommend watching Rogue One more before this movie. Like, they are absolutely perfect. In Mm -hmm. fact, it's really just a continuation of the same movie because, you know, they get the plans. They work really hard to get them. But up until the last 20 minutes of the movie... It's still about getting the plans to the 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 people to analyze. So it's still just continuation of these plans. Like it's the it's whole fucking Star to, Wars to the original Rebel Star Base. Wars. Yeah. yeah, just crazy.
1: I was gonna say the same thing because it's like that's the bullet points for Rogue One. Yeah, right like, there,
2: literally. Yep. We learned who the spies were, and yeah. that's it. So so I thought that was so cool.
0: So you know, instantly we have this whole scene. They capture Princess Leia, but the plans um, get sent down to what's the planet Tatooine? Tatooine, mm-hmm. and. This was the, just the most inter, like the the worst job that I've ever seen people do. They're like, Well, there's a there's a thing, a pod leaving. Uh oh, there's no life on it. Well, it must have been a malfunction. Let's go on about our day. Yeah, they're and like, Don't they're shoot like, it. And then they're like, How did the plans get out of this place? Like those dudes were just like, Ugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't say anything. Dude. They definitely needed the, they
2: must have cut the scene where Vader literally killed those people. Yeah. Like those people must have died.
0: For sure. And so <laughs> I mean, that was just ridiculous. must've been a a, a malfunction. But um, you get R2D2 and C3PO headed down. Well, hold on,
1: real quick. You also don't want to necessarily think that maybe that was a red herring, too. Like, we blew it up, we got the plans, mm. but then there's no verification that you actually did, right? Mm. So maybe that's, that's why they were told to, like, hey, just make sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's why they sent a troop
0: down, you know, troopers down pretty much right away. Correct. Yeah. So they send, they get sent down to Tatooine. They're walking through the desert in what I thought was really boring.
1: <laughs> Can we like, just talk for a second about how fucking verbally and mentally abusive C-3PO is to R2-D2?
2: Like, I was actually watching the movie, and for the first 30 minutes, he has... 10 times more lines than any other character.
1: And he's unbearable. He's like, oh, you bucket of bolts and like hitting R2 on the head and like, oh, you going to go that way? I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, it yeah, was just like this very so like,
2: annoying, such like, a bitch.
1: abusive relationship that he has. And then he, all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, I've worked with that unit many times. He's very good, very good. And then he gets him in the room and is like, oh, R2. Like, he's yeah. just constantly, like, badgering at well, him. Well, yeah, you know? and
2: then, like, he tells Luke, this guy's the best. He's great. He's in great shape. Uh, he'll, You know, you should grab him. And then he escapes, and then he's like, he's always causing trouble. And yeah. you're like, well, why didn't you fucking say that you earlier? You vouched for him, you yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: So uh, I did like that they walked past the giant skeleton of the Krayt Dragon, which, which we, we saw later saw in, in Mando, yeah. Season 2 Mandalorian, which was yep. really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which was added later. The Krayt I Dragon? Oh, it was? Yes. Uh, it was?
1: That was added Along with, like, the Jabba scene
0: uh, at the Casino. Stuck out like uh, a sore thumb. That stuff was a problem. We'll get me. to it. Um, so, anyways, they end up getting to this moisture farm where they find Luke, a uh, whiny little bitch. Literally. Teen boy. That, that first, his first line, at first, is so bad.
2: I mean, it's like, but I was going to go to the Tashi station to get power converters. Like, oh. Yeah,
0: he's, he's a problem at the beginning. Yeah. Um. So, they go there. He just acts poorly. I mean, I was, like, bored at this point. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is bad. And then they kept being like, no, we have another harvest. You need to stay for the harvest. And he's like, this, all this was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually, though, he goes off to go find old Ben Kenobi, or Obi-Wan Kenobi. You mean old Ben Kenobi? And they go off Nobody put the two and two together.
2: Right. He didn't even change his
0: last name. They go off to find him. Which is why the well, new no, no, show, no. by the way,
2: has to be called Kenobi and not Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because he's Ben by this point. So anyways, I thought that was
0: interesting. That they
1: did not, it not go to find Ben Kenobi. They went to find R2, mm. who went to find Ben Kenobi. Because right? that's who he was delivering the message too.
0: So they end up, you know... Meeting up with him, he uses some Jedi mind tricks. Um, they head back to the moisture farm, and uh, the uncle and aunt are burnt to crisp. Sort of. Well, well, you knows. skipped a bunch here. Like anything good?
1: Well, so they <laughs> ran, they ran into the sand people. Uh, boring. Yeah. Then they they go back to Ben's place, uh-huh. if you will, and he gives Luke his dad's lightsaber. Oh, that's That right. was kind of a big moment. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting scene. Looking back, especially after having watched the prequels, it's like a mix of half truths with truths. And I just kind of wonder if it was supposed to be written like that, where he's kind of protecting him, or if that's just how they wrote it. And he was supposed to be telling 100% truth. And then they're like, well, we can take some liberties when we make these prequels and just kind of bend that conversation. I think it's the latter. Yeah.
1: Because I think, I don't think George had the entirety of the universe fully baked at that time. Right. right, right, So he
2: just is kind of working off of... Well, what can we do here? Exactly. Because we're, you know, we're obviously limited. We can't just dis you know, outright contradict something in this conversation.
1: So then they go to find the Jawas that sold um, the droids and find out that that whole thing had
2: been destroyed right so then they know okay luke runs back and then he finds a really m- metal scene seriously i mean those those bodies
0: are disgusting i like how they were so burned they were already just skeletons which yeah. i don't think is even a thing but whatever it was it still great.
1: traumatized me as a kid that's yeah, for sure. yeah and then
0: yeah. luke then luke was like doesn't ah. care at all yeah luke was like fuck them he wanted me to stick around for another harvest he makes like a quick frowny
2: face and then that's about <laughs> it and then he's like well i'm gonna come with you i have nothing left here
0: So they go off. Yeah, but Uncle Owen was kind of a dick. Yeah, Uncle Owen sucked. Yeah, he could have been sad for the aunt though. Aunt Peru, Peru didn't even know her name. All right. So, anyways, they uh, head off to go find a ship, and this is where they meet up with um, Obi. Um, I'm sorry, Han Solo Solo and Mm -hmm. Chewbacca. Great intro. I thought this scene was one of the best of the whole movie. The cantina. Yeah, it's so good just because the. Um, different aliens and the costumes everything in there looks so the cool the music's cool but yeah. well,
1: then you got to see Ben do the Jedi mind trick on the Stormtroopers yeah which was kind of cool
0: I liked all of that I thought that actually was kind of a strength of, of the movie um, I know that they won a ton of awards for the guy who made the costumes And designed all of the alien costumes. And I thought for 1977 it looked really good. Mm -hmm.
1: Agreed. Because it's all practical. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really good. I mean, they did such an amazing job with that. That stuff held up better than almost anything in the movie. Um, All the stuff with Han Solo is really great. Um, I don't understand. I guess I'm just not a big enough Star Wars fan to understand why they needed to change it to that Han didn't shoot first. They didn't. Um, Yeah. I don't understand. I thought it was really,
2: really bad. And so the version that we watched is the one that's they want people to see because that's what they put up on uh, Disney Plus, right? So in the official home of its streaming, that's what we have is the edited ones that they changed in 99 to, to you know hype up the release of, of Phantom Menace. So they added in some CG here and there. They added some deleted scenes and they changed that. So the Han shot first thing is like something that they, they did in Solo. They you know explicitly had Han shoot uh, Beckett, Bennett. Whatever, back 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 first. Um, And so in the original one, he, Greedo is the alien guy, is telling him, Well, I got you now. There's no reason to turn you in. I'm just going to kill you right now. So, of course, he fucking shoots him. I mean, it's not like he murdered the motherfucking guy. He was going to shoot him. So, it's really dumb for them to, like, have to change that. Order. I don't get what the controversy is. You don't think it matters? Like, no, you don't I'm think saying, they should I, have changed I, it?
1: I'm saying they should have left it
2: ambiguous. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. leave
1: it leave it for interpretation.
2: And then, let me just complain about one more little thing. So, they have this conversation. Um, and then, right after that, like, maybe five minutes later in the movie, they add this scene where Han Solo's in, like, a hangar with... Um, like a really mobile um, job of the hut.
0: This is the worst Packsheet.
2: It was so bad. And I'm like, and he's literally recycling lines from the, the conversation with Greedo because they cut that fucking scene for a reason. Yeah. It was this, they were establishing the same information. So that's why they cut it. So why did the fuck did they add it back for him to be like, I don't know. To literally use the same lines. It was
0: for them to use their new technology. Yeah. Is what it
2: was. Um, Really, really bad. That was my least favorite part of the movie.
1: And it also slowed down, and it it took away from the intensity of the escape the escape because mm-hmm. stormtroopers are looking for him. It's got that weird dude with the beak. That's like, rawr, 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 and he's like directing the stormtroopers to find spy, him. Yeah. And then they got to get on the ship and go, but then it's like, Oh, we got time for a 10 minute conversation with Jabba the Hutt. They're, yeah. It's, it was just, it kind of, it eased the tension
0: in a bad way.
2: Right. Yeah. I totally agree.
0: So, and they eventually get on to the Millennium Falcon, which was cool to see for the first time. And on this, um, I don't remember how they end up on the Death Star. They get like sucked into it somehow.
1: Well, no. So they were. So you you skipped over a little bit of uh, Princess Leia's interrogation on the Death Star, and they were trying to use some sort of like truth serum, and she was resistant to
2: it. And so then um which is kind of our first clue if you're reading between the lines that she may have force powers but anyways
1: so then um general uh, i forget his name tarkin yeah sure um like brings her into like i don't know the observation deck or whatever and is like tell me where the rebel base is and she's like it's on dantooine and then he's like okay blow up alderaan like her home planet yeah
0: oh yeah that was wild that and guy, guy was, was cool. so great yeah, Tarkin was, really was so great. Tarkin was awesome. And I, when they made him into a CG character for like Rogue One, it made me think that they should have just recast him as um, his son, uh, Tywin Lannister, <laughs> who is literally the same actor. And yeah. everything I liked about the guy who plays Tywin Lannister, I also liked about the guy who played Tarkin. Um, they're just like so cold and British and perfect. Is Charles Dance still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he would have been awesome. Yeah, that's what they should
2: have done because it's literally the the same guy. So the only thing I I can complain about is you know they had to blow up a planet to show that the you know the thing worked. The full power, the audience, and everybody in all the characters can then know it works. But we had never been to Alderaan at this point. Um, We hadn't. We didn't know anybody on it. (laughs) We didn't know a single character on it. That's probably better. So I thought it just kind of lost the impact a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like oh, they blew up a planet I never even fucking heard of. All right, whatever. I mean, that sucks. It's like a big deal, I'm sure, but sure, it would have been cooler if they had had a couple scenes or something on it first, but yeah. It didn't so happen.
1: in that part, in that part, that's when. So in in at the same time,
2: the Millennium Falcon is has made the jump to light speed to go to Alderaan. Had we been to Alderaan? ever in the prequels like in the movies we've watched so far i don't think so i don't know i don't,
1: I think, don't so. think so i'm sure tyler winterfell is banging his head against the table right now being like, like you should have watched the clone wars well, you would know all
2: about alderaan yeah yeah i'm sure
1: I'm but sure uh is. no i don't think we had and so then that's when they come out of hyperspace eric and the planet's blown to hell and they're like it should be here it's not and then they the ti- see
2: what they think is a moon and it turns well, out well the be- Tie
1: fighter flies over yeah he's like oh he's heading for that strange moon and then they're like that's
2: no moon
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a space station. They get sucked into sweet. what is like what looks like a pizza oven, right? Yeah. And then suddenly they're on there and then I don't know. Which was cool though, dude. And then though, the next dude.
2: 30 to 40 minutes are some of the worst shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> there's whoa, like whoa 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 yes that whole i mean so i get that it's iconic but like the trash compactor is so stupid with the creature in there and so i really enjoyed uh, it, was, the, it was on rewatch it was pretty bad
0: i liked the part though where they're like trying to escape whatever and then han is like talking as the Stormtrooper. I literally like, uh, negative, negative, uh, And then he shoots uh, the yeah. thing. <laughs> and then he's like, how, how are you? And he's <laughs> like, Dude, I, that line fucking killed
2: me. <laughs> I, I liked that. It's, a, it's the funniest part of the movie, for sure.
0: The- What's your
1: call sign? He's like,
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, this I, conversation's getting boring anyways. We got company! I really liked... Um, I think that if this movie was made now, it would be so fun to watch how they did the Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader kind of slow burn to their fight.
1: I have a recommendation for that.
0: The YouTube thing? Yeah. Yeah. Season
1: 36 reimagined. Yeah. uh,
0: Unbelievable. Yeah, that is cool. So, go check that out because that's how it should have happened. Um, But you get this scene, there should be a lot of tension. Um, They're literally fighting with wood sticks. And I guess if you look closely enough, you can see the sawdust coming from them. And it's just not an athletic fight. So, it's kind of that that kind of ruins it. Um, But Obi-Wan gets. Gives himself up, turns himself into a Force ghost, which he instantly is a Force ghost. He's like talking to Luke like three right seconds right away. Later. Run, He's Luke, like, run! Yeah, yep. Yep. Um, they escape, and then do they end up at a Rebel base with Leia. At that point, right? Yep. So they they go to to Yavin. Yavin. Yeah.
2: Um, and then we kind of see those scenes of like this is the base that we they had a lot of scenes in Rogue One, and so I love that continuity. It looked so great, and um, it
1: looked very similar. Oh yeah, like, it, looked, totally. it looked fantastic. I mean, it was, yeah.
2: You know, a, a, what, a month apart or something? Like, not even? I don't even know. So, um, I loved all those scenes. I thought that was really great world building of, like, all right, you know, the Rebels are scrappy, but there's there's established. Like, there's a group here, unlike the sequels where you're like, I can't tell how big this group is at all. I have no fucking idea if they stand a chance. Anyways.
0: So, continue. they decide that they need to make this attack on the Death Star, right? Well, they analyzed the plans, Eric. Well, that's boring to talk about. And I was a little confused about that, too, because... Is that how they found it? Or did they
2: know it was there? So I don't, that, like, I don't the think the Galen they, Urso thing didn't quite translate didn't as well. It didn't fit. Yeah. And if, if they could just go in and look at them and find this thing, then wouldn't the Empire have also done the same thing? So um didn't quite well, work maybe, as well, but I'm still glad that they did that. Maybe,
1: you know, because a lot of the people on the Rogue One mission had perished, so did Galen's message, right? So all they had was the plans to go on.
2: Yeah, okay. Then they're smart as fuck. That well, they found it,
1: but they like maybe, but they, the they, Empire didn't. they, they, you know, essentially uploaded the plans from a, a beach antenna. Right. And then some dude was running down the hallway with a disc
2: and then they all got blown up by the Death Star. And so, so yeah.
1: maybe, maybe that message was lost. And so then they, they kind of, maybe they had something to go on. I don't know. They had mm-hmm. the
0: plans, but they didn't have the information.
1: Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm just trying to like yeah. explain it away. Yeah, I, I get
0: guess it. I'm happy with it. I'm fine with it. So eventually they're like we've got to go make this attack and then this is my problem you guys can fight me on this um if luke is like so important to the cause how are they putting him into like an x-wing okay and then even more importantly i don't think he was
1: important to the cause at that point
0: uh, but more importantly vader is important to the cause why the hell are they putting that dude in a tie fighter he does whatever the fuck he wants i don't i had no problem with that i love that Um, who's
1: telling vader no yeah, of course he's find, going find out. Find somebody on of the Death best Star pilots. that tells him
0: no. I'd be like, Vader, if you just stay in on the galaxy. ship, you could kill 100 people by yourself. We don't really need you to risk
2: getting blown up in space. And guess what? He was super important. Like, he almost stopped the destruction of the Death Star by himself. He
0: does look really silly in the camera angle of him sitting in there. Sure. Like, he just <laughs> looks absurd. Like, every time they show him, I'm like...
2: And they showed him a lot. I mean, this a was a long things. scene. I did like the CG they added here, if there was any that I did like. Some of the shots of the, the X-Fighters coming in in the CG looked a little better than the original
0: models. I, I love 1977 ideas of what future technology looks like when, like, their radar is like a fucking graphing calculator. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's perfect. But But what
2: I like even better is that they, even in the new movies, they keep using that. Because that's like, yeah, they got to keep it in universe. Yeah. So
0: um, whatever. Luke ends up being like the one pilot who doesn't get blown up by Vader. He flies down this channel for what seems like eternity. He shoots and blows up the entire Death Star, which the whole thing blows up in like a second. Oh, it's like right away. yeah, which Because like, they
1: blow up the reactor core. Yeah. And then uh, with photon torpedoes.
0: And then he throws on that sexy neon green
2: jacket. It's not neon green. I thought it was like a mustard yellow. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was mustard yellow. It's
2: definitely green. also what forgot the hell that we forgot color we, balance we, on your TV. By we glossed the
1: way. over one of the most important things was that Han got his reward was bailing on the yeah. rebellion. Luke gave him shit, and then Han's conscious conscience got the best of
2: him, and he came back. And he came back, and, and, he, and he was very important. He blasted saved, like Vader out of the fucking way. Like he, he blasted, sent his ship flying.
1: Blasted his like compatriot next to him and then they touched wings yeah and vader went flying off they into touched the, tips
2: yeah it was electrifying
1: and he that uh it's like all right kid let's blow this thing and go home yeah like, one another iconic online
2: and then then they so then they have the you know quick ceremony and yavin um chewie doesn't get a medal famously they make up for that agree like over the top later we'll get to that uh, but yeah, and then that's the end, and then they have like fantastic fucking music. Hey, by the way, Binary Sons, did you like that early on? Yeah, that's a great tune. Oh man, just a fucking banger. So I loved it. I mean, I, I really do like this movie. I get all the flaws. I get the problems with it. In 1977, for audiences, it is a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. For us these days, what is it for you guys?
0: Um, like, oh, I'm just having a hard time. I'm trying to decide. Like, do I do I include all of the importance historically? Or do I just judge it based on the other Star Wars movies? Maybe do,
2: in your mind, you don't even have to share this, assume 99 for at the time, uh-huh. what you really thought, and then go in the middle somewhere.
0: Okay. Um, if it's a 99 at the time, <laughs> and I really thought it was like a 57. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's fallen somewhere around it's 77. 1977. Um. All right. I'm going
2: to go with uh, an like 80, 83. I thought as far as Star Wars movies goes, it was the most self-contained one that there's ever been. It had like a start, a finish. It introduced all everything. I think this was the perfect amount of information about the Force. And when they try to tell you more than that, it starts to get stupid. Like the chlorians, all that shit. This is all you ever need to know about the Force was in this movie already. So um, I enjoyed that. Uh, it was dated as hell, man. You know, it's fucking, what is that? Like 50 something years old, whatever. So
1: I agree. So I, I, I like hearken back to my review of Alien. Like the first one? Okay. When was that made? Like early 80s? like 81 I was 79 79 okay same so thing. similar yeah like
2: and that looked a lot better well no but i'm ways, just
1: but saying like again yeah like when you're thinking about what they thought technology would look like you know there's a room with a bunch of lights all over the wall that's, that's supposed to be super like the computer, supercomputer
2: yeah, you know yeah. that's kind of silly and all it does is type like you ask it questions on a green screen yeah. yeah
1: it's very strange but so like thinking about like how you would review a movie like that and star wars which is a little more campy and less serious than than alien um I feel like an 80 is like just right where it should be. I think Eric probably feels like his score is a little bit high with the 77. I think he'd probably rather be into the low 70s, high 60s, which I think is okay Mm -hmm. because all of his and your complaints, Jim, are valid. I'm giving it like fully nostalgic bonus points, right? Because this takes me back to to get to 80? Yeah, to be, okay. like, a, a childhood thing, but, like, there's so many, like, acting, and, and again, George's dialogue is horrendous at times, mm-hmm. but there's also so many iconic things that, like, this this is what opened up the world to Star Wars, and so... And it worked? I'll give it an 80, and I think that's perfectly fair.
0: I think that um, the acting is actually pretty good for, like, the main characters. Mm-hmm. The acting for the fringe characters is like horrible, and that actually is maybe my biggest issue with the movie. Like the big characters all do a great job, and mm-hmm. they're really good. But like the characters were like not named every time they have to say something. I'm like, good god! Like they, they couldn't only find have a, somebody. Just did they to not deliver. have professional actors to just like
1: say one thing. Right? Well, do you, do you. I mean, you got to watch like the documentary about how this was made. Like how little money George actually had. Yeah. Um, to pay for it was four million dollars for the whole movie. Insane. Yeah talk about an ROI. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Like seriously. <laughs>
2: no shit.
1: Um but yeah, I love I there's so many scenes that I think are so cool. Like one of the things we skipped on was like um the like the round the knights of the round table when the guy was like enough of your source words, ways Lord Vader. Mhm. You know, this is a proven battle station and he's like Gah, mm-hmm. Gah. And, he, and Vader's just, like, force choking him. Yeah. Like, brutally. And, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, as a kid, I was And then like,
2: Tarkin's like, oh, cut it out, Vader, Vader. Release
1: him. Yeah. And then he just kind of casually It is does interesting
2: it. that, like, they're clearly positioning Tarkin to be a step above Vader. Like, like you get your dog on a leash, Tarkin. You know? Like, is he in... I thought it was, like, Emperor, Vader, the rest of them. You know, Tarkin. But it's really... In the bureaucracy of the Empire, Vader is sort of like a special agent, almost. You know what I mean? Like, he has to listen to the military leaders, and then he takes orders directly from the the Emperor on, on shit.
1: I think Vader is doing an, and we find out, is doing enough work behind the scenes that he's willing to appease the military leaders yeah. and stay in their good graces not to, not to rub things the wrong way mm-hmm. in that regard. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just make peace on the ship. We don't want any dissension. But you can choke another dude out. <laughs> without touching him in front of everyone to just let them know, like actually, yeah, I'm really in charge here, just yeah. So everyone knows.
2: Yeah, um, some great moments in this in this just iconic, iconic movie. All the sets looked so good. Um, all the you know the techy stuff was was cool and new at the especially at the time. So.
0: All right, so what's up next? Oh, my God. Up well, next is the Empire Strikes Back. Correct. Which is the highest rated Star Wars movie ever.
2: So it'll be interesting. After having seen a couple of really good Star Wars movies so far, I'm, I'll be curious. I, I'm going to go ahead quick and rank what we're at right now. Yeah. Um, Rogue One, still yeah. in in the lead. Yeah. Uh, episode 3.
0: The re- is, is Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, Sith. Yep. Of the yeah. Sith comes
2: next for me. Um, and then uh, New Hope. And then um, episode two. Attack of the Clones. And then solo. And then episode one.
0: I agree, except I think I'm going solo over Attack of the Clone. Okay. But I think otherwise I'm the same.
1: I would agree. Cool. I, I'm, I'm fine with either of your rankings. I yeah. I, I could yeah. go either way. Yeah, I'm pretty, sure. pretty much all the same. So, yeah, Great. Um,
0: yeah I think that it's going to be fun. We're at the what? We're through six? Yeah, through six of 11. Halfway. So we just passed the halfway point. Beautiful. Um, check out this next one with us. It's on Disney Plus. Everyone has watched it, but should be fun. Continue on uh, with the summer of Star Wars. I'm having a great time with it. I hope you guys are.
1: I as well. loved all of the scenes from the Hoth system as a kid so yeah. much. So anytime I watch the opening 30 minutes of Empire, I'm just like taken back to when I was a little kid. My dad had recorded it on a VHS from WCCO back in the day. You know, and there's like, it cuts out when it goes to a commercial and then there's like all mm. the, you know, all the tracking and all the static and then it comes back up. And it's like green and red for a few minutes until it lines up. It's great.
2: That's awesome.
1: But now I'm excited. I can just watch it anytime I want. Exactly. Yeah.
2: As long as you keep paying that $11 a month. Well,
1: the, the mouse has got a hold of me. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Northeast Podcast. Check out our sportscast because if you're not going to be good at sports, at least you need to be entertaining, and that is definitely how Minnesota sports are right now. So, Well, yeah. lots to talk about, um, but until then, thank you guys for listening to the Northeast Podcast.